0: then the long pale line of the viaduct and the deep green fields beyond, and finally, closer to, a flight of birds above the cemetery chapel, tossed up in the breeze like a handful of shingle on a gale-ripped beach, lit and seen and swiftly lost. The houses have crept up the slopes around the cemetery since Uncle Joshua was buried, crept up unsuspected like some besieging enemy by night, unnoticed until suddenly perceived. The thought struck me just as I saw her approaching up the path, walking fast and straight, anonymously dressed, thinner and gaunter and older than when we'd last met. She stopped a few feet away and stared at me, breathing steadily. Hostility if it was there, was expertly masked. But what else would I have expected? She'd always worn a mask. I just hadn't always known it. You've aged well, she said neutrally. Still off the drink? As a matter of fact, yes. That must be it, then. Unless it's the effect of marriage and fatherhood. How did you find out? I made it my business to. Where are they, your wife and son? Switzerland. Handy for the banks, I imagine. Is that what this is about? Money. What else? I'm short. Didn't they pay you enough for those imaginative memoirs of yours? Not enough to keep me indefinitely in the manner I'm accustomed to. You mean you've run through it all? Something like that? Well, bad luck. You'll get nothing from me. I'll get as much as I need from somebody. You or the highest bidder. And I think the bidding will go pretty high for the story I have to tell, don't you? Maybe. If the truth gets out, a lot of people are going to look very stupid. Worse than stupid, in your case. That's why I'm willing to keep my mouth shut. At a price. What price? Half of what I stood to net last time. You can afford it. Just half. Isn't that fair? No, not in the least. "'I'll give you twenty-four hours to think it over. "'Meet me here this time tomorrow with your answer. "'Why here?' "'Because this is one grave I know the exact location of.' She almost smiled then. It would have been an admission that something beyond greed and envy were at work, but the admission never quite came. "'I don't believe you have the courage to drag it all into the open now?' "'I don't need courage, just a lack of alternatives.' I've had to scrape by on a budget lately, leading the kind of dull, deadening life I swore I never would. Well, I've had enough of that, and this is the only way to escape it. Isn't it better than prison? Oh, I've no intention of going back there. With what the papers will pay me for the truth, I can leave the country and become a different person. You know how good I am at that. Yes, I do. But that's not an option for you, is it? Now you're a committed family man. Think about it. We made a deal before, we can make another. It's simple enough. If you really believe... I believe anything you say now you might look back on as rather foolish when you've had a chance to weigh up the options. Take my word for it. I've been weighing them for a long time. And I get twenty-four hours to do the same. Exactly. Generous in the circumstances. She held my gaze for a moment. Whether she felt the same strange complicity with me as I felt with her, I had no way of telling, and I'd never have dared to ask for fear of the answer. We'd set ourselves up for this years ago by agreeing, however reluctantly, to share and conceal the truth. What is a secret without trust, but a bargain waiting to be broken? Until tomorrow, she added. I nodded. Until tomorrow. So there it is. The threat I've lived with since we first struck our deal. The dilemma I've liked to pretend I didn't anticipate. Well, if it had to happen, let it happen. Here and now, there's no more fitting place or time. And I have until tomorrow to reach a decision. Who needs more than that? I look from the window down at the sloping flank of the lawns and listen to the roar of the traffic accelerating up the hill. I remember a time when there was so little of it you could hear a single car cross Moscow and...